I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Editing Podcast. So this week is all about sample edits, what they are, how they can help, and who they're useful for. That's right. And we're going to approach this from two angles, the author and the editor, because both of us use them and both of us benefit from them. So first of all, let's just clarify what a sample edit is and how it helps an author. Denise, do you want to explain? Yeah, OK. So many independent authors want to see a sample of an editor or proofreader's work before they sign a contract for editorial services. The sample will be usually around about a thousand words and ideally taken from the middle of a book. The edited sample gives the author the opportunity to compare the work of several different professionals and to assess the editing or proofreading against the price being quoted. Yeah, and one thing we should mention is that it's important when asking several editors for a sample to give them the same section of the text, because it's only that way that you can make useful comparisons about the way in which each editor's approached the project. So let's look at proofreading samples first. Right. Oh, yeah. So when a writer asks for a sample proofread, the intervention that's made should really be limited to dealing with any remaining snafus that were missed during previous rounds of deeper editing, micro issues such as spelling, punctuation, grammar errors, inconsistencies, that kind of stuff. And these samples help the author to compare technical competence and ask, who's the best? Yeah. Now, with line editing and copy editing samples, the intervention will be much deeper, involving not only the micro corrections, but also suggested recasts that smooth out and tighten up writing that's been dif- disfigured by repetition or wordiness or an awkward syntax. So here we're still working with the sentence level, but there's a much higher degree of subjectivity involved. And I think the editor needs to be sensitive to the author's style, um, the character's voices and the mood of the scene, such as the um, such that the soul of the, ri- re- the writing remains intact. Mm. And samples help the author to compare editors' technical competence and their emotional responsiveness to the text. So in this case, the question is not so much who's the best, but Who's the best fit? Yeah, and that's a really worthwhile distinction. It's really good for helping us understand what's in it for the author. So let's talk about why editors love doing them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are good reasons for them. So the first comes out of just the tangled terminology that is around when it comes to editing. The definitions of the different levels of editing, they vary widely from client to client and editor to editor. And what one person calls proofreading, another might call copy editing. Yeah, good point, because you and I have talked about this before, Um, because I offer a service that I refer to as line and copy editing, whereas you do the same kind of things, but you just call it copy editing, don't you? Yeah, and it's not only about different definitions. These differences in language bring different expectations. So working on a sample helps editors to really assess what's required, regardless of the word being used to describe that service. Yeah, and I know someone who includes what I would call developmental editing in her copy editing service. So the sample really just helps to focus on the job rather than on the language. Exactly, yeah. Now, the second reason editors like doing sample edits is about timing. Mm. So doing a sample helps us to work out how long a project's going to take us. If we know how long it will take to edit a thousand words, we can estimate how long it will take to edit 80,000 words. 
And that means we know how many hours the whole edit will take and whether we have space in our schedule, for example. Yeah. So um, an example might be a hundred thousand word novel that needs copy editing for spelling, punctuation and grammar errors and consistencies and only a little tweaking for clarity. And that might might say take 35 hours or one to two weeks but a novel of the same length that requires a deeper line edit might take 80 hours or three to four weeks exactly yeah um and yet another uh, benefit for the editor is the price issue Mm. and once we've got a sense of how long a job will take then we can price it appropriately and that applies whichever model the editor uses in their quotations so you offer clients prices based on pounds per thousand words whereas I often describe the fee in terms of hourly rate but at the end of the day we've both understood how long we think that work's going to take yeah yeah we've just come to the same point don't we yeah yeah get there by the means Mm -hmm. so the other issue is one of fit authors want a good fit editor but editors we're we're no different we want we want that for them too and I guess we've all faced this at one time or another but there's nothing worse for an ed- editor when um, you land a project uh, on on your desk, only to find out that um, you're way out of depth, or you can't yeah. get you can't get into the work, or you don't understand the writing, perhaps because it's too specialist. Yeah, I think we've all been there. I think especially in the early days. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes, if you haven't seen a sample edit, you might find that actually the project just needs a much deeper level of edit. Than, than what the author requested and then you can end up working for well you know below minimum wage and the flip side of all of that is when you do a sample and you get that feeling like you've immersed yourself in a story or a piece of text and it really resonates with you and that sample has shown you that you can engage with the story or in um in fiction with the world and the characters that an author's drawn so for me that sample is where i can get reassurance for myself that i i can improve and i can complement the original writing rather than rubbing up against it Exactly, yeah. And I had a lovely example of that with um, a client that actually you referred on to me because it was it was a nonfiction um, uh, narrative. It's a memoir. Oh, and yeah. as soon as I read the first page, it was like, oh, my God, I want to work with this. <laughs> oh, that's and, such a lovely feeling, isn't it? Yeah. And it was an absolute pleasure from start to finish. Um, I absolutely loved working on it. And he was a delight to work with as well. Oh. So it's lovely to get that feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. But it's not always the case, is it, though? No, no. no. And sometimes we're just not a good fit. There are times where it's just not obvious how we can put that ooh into the writing. It's not that the amendments I'm making wouldn't be technically, would be technically incorrect, but rather that I'm just not able to find that emotional responsiveness that the client needs. Yeah, I've had that too. And when that happens, it's time to thank the author for the opportunity to do the sample and provide a quotation but recommend they work with someone else yeah yeah sometimes you just don't feel it do you so should we talk about pricing now because samples aren't always free are they how do you handle it louise so I usually charge a set fee of £50 for a sample of a 1,000 words. I know not everyone chooses to do that, but there are reasons why an editor might charge for samples. And the first is that our time has a cost to it. Yeah, yeah. So every minute that we spend doing free editorial work is a minute we, that we could be spending on paid-for work with clients or maintaining our business's visibility, which is what leads us to clients in the first place. Yeah. And the second reason is scheduling. So many editors, like us too, are booked up months in advance. And that means there's no space in the schedule to do, um, to be fitting in additional work that isn't paying anything. And actually, I was 
curious as to whether potential clients would object to my charging for samples, but <clears throat> I've, I've certainly found, and about you, but I've found that most of my clients have been more than happy to pay a small fee for a sample because they see their value in it for them as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. So the last issue that we have is one of filtering. Now, there have been cases, though they're rare, where a client has asked 20 or 30 editors from our professional editorial society for a sample edit and the chapters offered are all different. Oh, and it yeah. seems that the author is looking for a backdoor to a completely free edit of their entire book, farming out bits and pieces here and there. Uh, and we call this a Frankenstein edit. Is that you... what it's called? I've yes. never heard that. You never heard that? I've, I've, oh. I know about, I've been one of those 20 or 30 editors, but I didn't, yeah. that's such a great name. Isn't it? I picked yeah. it up from, um, oh, I think it was our one of our, um, editing Facebook groups that have a lot, oh, right. you know, international editors in it. Yeah, I definitely yeah. picked up from there. I think it's a great name. Yeah. Um, so that means, you know, obviously, if we think of Frankenstein's monster, you know, you're cobbling together different edits by different editors. And we all know that that story really didn't end well, did it? I know, I know. <laughs> and um, and because that's the thing about the the community, it's um, it is it is really close, and yeah. um, people find out. So um, it's rare. But it does happen now and again, and um, and just going back to that 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 point before, I, th I think some authors, those those types of authors, don't realise that there is that really strong global online network of editors, and we talk to each other. So yes, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and apart from anything else, you just get a really bad edit if you do that. Really, because... really, yeah, all that subjectivity we talked yeah, about, and um, yeah. it's just it's just a, it is, it's just a mess. It, a complete um, mess, yeah. Yeah. So um, not all editors charge, though, and there are benefits to some editors um, for offering a freebie. Yeah, and there are perfectly legitimate clients who expect a small sample to be edited for free on the understanding that an hour or two of gratis work is acceptable if there's a good chance that the editor is going to secure the full project. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, so some newbie editors offer free sample edits because they want to do everything in their power to secure a job, particularly since they're not likely to be as visible online. And in this case, I think I think the editor's perfectly justified in regarding free samples as part of a marketing strategy. Yeah. I think that's a valid argument. Um, in my startup phase, I didn't charge samples for that reason. I, it was a price I was willing to pay. Yeah, yeah. And also a newbie editor might have more space in their schedule. So I guess in this case, mm -hmm. it's an issue of opportunity cost. Yeah. Finding space to do samples doesn't cost you, whereas a busier editor would have to do free work in their free time. Yeah. Another way of looking at samples um, from the editor's point of view is as is a, is a, a form of continuing professional development or CPD. Yeah, so yeah. you're doing the work for free, but it's a way of developing experience and, and the newbie can apply what they've learned um, in training to live test cases. Yeah. And finally, there's the issue of a sample being a safe space. So yeah. when I started up my business, the one thing that worried me was the element of surprise. You know, what if the proofread I'd been commissioned for turned out to be a complete nightmare? Mm, uh, what uh. What if in only reading the text rather than actually working on it, I'd vastly underestimated the speed at which I could work and therefore I'd undercharged? Yeah. So doing samples is a great way for any editor to get a good sense of what they're taking on, but in a safe space with no obligations. Yeah. And because no money's changed hands, there's no chance of a client feeling let down if the editor turns out not to be the right fit for them. 
Yep, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one other factor. I think sometimes it's just not worth charging. Our international editing community is really diverse and, and we do do a lot of different things for many different clients. And I remember our colleague Erin Brenner talking about how she works with a lot of corporate clients who have multiple stakeholders. And charging for a sample means getting sign-off from all of those people and getting an accounts department involved. Mm. Whereas, um, you know, it, that's completely different for someone like me who um, I worked I work one-on-one with an indie author. And so, you know, I don't have to get sign-off from those multiple stakeholders. There's there's just one, and that's the author. It's between yeah. me and them. Yeah, it's a really good point. And it just shows that there are as many good reasons to charge for them as offer them for free. Mm, and it mm. really is down to the individual editor. So writers, do not be surprised which way it goes. Yeah. You might have to fork it a little bit, but most editors will deduct your sample fee for the final invoice if you give them the project. You do that, don't you, Louise? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now it's time for Editing Bytes, our weekly feature where we recommend a tool or resource to help your writing journey. So Louise, what have you got this week? So my bite for this week is Future Learns free writing courses. So there are two that I want to focus on. The first is Start Writing Fiction with the Open University. And the second is an introduction to screenwriting with the UEA or University of East Anglia. Two really well-established universities offering free courses. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. And I've done a few Future Learn courses and was really impressed by what I got for free. And they do try to encourage you to pay a little bit more for some additional content, but the baseline stuff is free. Um, so, you know, what's not to like? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's an absolute goldmine. There is, and the yeah. topics are so diverse as well. They are, aren't they? Um, have, yeah. you done the, have you done the forensic science one? From, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you do that yeah. one? Yeah. Brilliant it's for crime um, writing. Yeah, it was. It was fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I... You know, and I think it'll help make me a better editor when yeah. I when I when I when I come to to dealing with forensic stuff in crime fiction. Brilliant, yeah. So my editing bite this week, I'm going to go with the um, Society for Editors and Proofreaders Directory of Editorial Services. We've mentioned the SFEP before. Uh, Louise and I are both members, um, and it has four levels of membership, um, which vary from entry level right up to advanced professional member and only the top two levels professional and advanced professional can take out a directory entry and at this level members have had to demonstrate extensive training references from clients and evidence of CPD so you can be confident that you're getting an experienced trained professional and the nice thing about the directory is that it's searchable by keyword so it's easy to refine your search to just those editors who work in your niche that's a great resource to end with so that's it for this week thank you so much for listening to the editing podcast you can rate review and subscribe via your podcatcher and please share with your writer friends your editor friends your business friends basically anyone who writes yeah and if you have any questions please get in touch with us via the editing podcast facebook page if you ask we will answer that's a promise and don't forget all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes thanks for listening Bye. bye